Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Elliot Kellen on the line, and he's president and CEO of Prosperity Financial Group. And just to let you know, this is a very special episode. So we're announcing uh, the latest release of our, one of our Mission Matters books and partnerships. And Elliot um, has one of those books, and he's an author that we had the privilege of publishing. So first off, Elliot, just want to say, hey, um, welcome to the show and congrats. Thank you. Thanks for having me here, Adam. All right. And uh, I always tell people this for my audience that have been watching this for a long time. I haven't met a podcaster I do not like. A podcasting community is amazing. And Elliot also has a podcast and we're going to talk about that as well. And we'll, we'll get into that. And I definitely want my audience to go check that out. And we'll have a bunch of links in the show notes and other things like that. So you can pick up a copy of, first off, Elliot's book. Um, um, and then you'll also be able to check out the podcast and also um, Prosperity financial group, which we'll get into that some as well. Um, but just to get us kicked off, so Elliot, we'll start this show like we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Elliot, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. So that's our mission here. Elliot, what mission matters to you? Well, there are several mission matters, but from a financial side, our goal has always been able to help, has always been to help clients and friends make money, keep money, and build wealth for their family, but also to enjoy life. We're very into the goals and what you're doing with those goals and not just what you're doing with your money. Mm -hmm. So we know our clients in depth, inside out, all around. Uh, and on top of that, we're also uh, running a charity and the charity that we do saves lives for teens by stopping teen suicide. So every day we come to work with a great mission and a great goal. Yeah, I, it's it's awesome. And that one of the reasons why you were a great fit for our publishing platform and to work with us is just be based off that heart and some of the things you mentioned just now, like it definitely stand out, um, stand out uh, among the noise, we'll say. Uh, so let's go. Let's just kick this off by I want to uh, just dive right into the book. So again, excited to have you published, excited to get your words out there. So the title of your chapter in the book was The Real Secret to Success leading with humanity. So first off, what was the inspiration for, for, your, for what you wrote? So I start, I've been doing this now for 29 years uh, and we've always been client-centric. In other words, mm -hmm. product never led with product in our life. It's been about the client. It's been about the financial goals of the client. It's yeah. been about the personal goals. We've seen people through divorce, through marriage, through death, through family death and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and the person is what matters to us. Uh, and then secondly, six years ago, when my son uh, took his own life at the University of Montana, 19 year old, it became, okay, how many other thousands of parents are struggling like we did to figure out what's going on with their child and the child wasn't speaking. Mm -hmm. So we now lead with charity. We now lead with helping clients understand where the money is going in their life, why money is important. Most people don't even think about that. They just go out and make money. They ask me, how, how am I doing this year? How did I do? I owe too much in taxes. I owe nothing in taxes. But for us, we want to know what's important to you about your money. Why is it important? What are we doing with it? And how are we going to take your money, your wealth to the next level with your family or particularly with charity? So you leave the world better than you found it. 
Amazing. And I want to, um, so, so for everybody watching, we're not going to give you everything because we want you to definitely pick up a copy of this book. So yes, we sell books, but um, we will probably have some spoilers in here. So Elliot, I want to pick out a couple of things that you wrote about. Um, let's just start and we'll, we'll knock out a couple of them one at a time. So one of them was uh, meet clients where they are. So for those that have been watching the podcast for a long time, you, you may know that I have a, a background in finance. I was an advisor and in financial services for almost 14 years. So this one kind of hit home and it kind of hit it like hit me in the heart. And I was just like, so meet clients where they are. Tell us a little bit more about that, Elliot. Well, when you're meeting a client where they are, it's got both a physical location and an emotional location. Yeah. With that. And so COVID has changed the world a little bit right now because people, there's a fear out there. But for us physically, when you're meeting a client, it is so great to meet them in their world. Their world could be at Pete's Coffee. Their world could yeah. be in their living room. Their world could also be in my office because they wear their emotions of their world on their sleeve. But you see what their family is like. You see what's mm -hmm. important to them. You you meet their family. They get to know you on a very personal level and they can ask you things about themselves. That's the physical side. On the emotional side, uh, everybody has such different needs. We use a financial planning tool called Fingerprint Financial Planning. Mm -hmm. Everybody is so different, like a fingerprint is different. If you're not reaching them at their level of what's important to them, then you're asking them to reach you on your level. Yeah. And then you're like every other financial planner in the marketplace. You just crunch numbers, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like every other CPA who does taxes. Ho hum, big deal. I'll find somebody else to do my taxes. Yeah. You want somebody to think of you as being non-unique. You want to be the unique factor. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I like about this, and when we use the word, I don't know, customization or other things like that, it's like, you know, there's different levels of understanding. I remember having clients that were, when you talk about meeting them where they're at, also on the educational side, like I had, I remember having like scientists and like these really brilliant people, but it doesn't mean that because they're really brilliant or doctors, things like that, that they necessarily know about money, number one, how to plan for it. And then the part about, you know, meeting them where they're at, even in um, physical location or otherwise, like those are all big deals that make a client just um, feel like they, you know, first off, you need to have that type of trust, right? Um, but second off, it allows you to get like real meaningful work done, in my opinion. Adam, it's funny, but the key word in my industry is trust. Mm -hmm. It's not about great money management. We are great money managers. Yeah. But it's not about that. Because if I make you X percent this year and you don't trust me, you're still going to leave me. You're still going to leave me no matter what. Yeah. Because it is about that five letter word. So one thing that we've always tried to exude, whether it's been a prosperity financial group or a brighter day charity is a trust factor. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't beat that. You have to, you spend a lifetime developing trust and you can lose it in an instant by something even tiny. And so all, everybody at our firm is trained on the word trust. Everybody that we work with, Here's the word trust almost every day in the office. So we understand and they understand that a client is not just giving you their wealth. They're giving you their emotional wealth. And that's fragile. Yeah. So the, the next part um, that kind of kind of struck me when I read the headline, and I'm like, I don't know where Elliot's going with this one, but um, lead with good humor. So tell me a little bit more about that one. Well, I'm a big fan of self-deprecating humor. You know, I, I grew up in the New Jersey, New York market. We lived in comedy shops. I even yeah. tried open mic one night. Uh, I think I'm a fairly funny guy, but boy, comedy comedy night is a uh, humbling experience. <laughs> <laughs> and so- I'd I love to see that footage. Go ahead. I had to. 
I, I learned that I'm a quipper. I build on what you say and, and make fun of it. But more importantly, I make fun of myself because that's disarming. Mm. Um, and people see that you're human. So if you can accept the fact that you're frail and you're human and you have your own issues yeah. uh, or shtick, as they call it, back in New York, uh, people like that because they want to be open with you and they have their own issues. So mm-hmm. they know you have issues and you could be honest and open. Boy, does that open up the door to them just being honest and open? And then you're at the human side, yeah. well beyond the net worth and balance sheets, but they're the most important, you're a human being to them. Yeah, it's interesting to me because the idea of, you know, you're just behind this, this, you know, big desk in this nice office, and now people will automatically trust you and relate and connect, and they're just willing to hand things over. Like those days are gone with social media, with people being more involved in other people's lives, with, you know, the concept of one to many and being able to reach more people with things like a podcast, like your podcast, you can now reach many, many people, right? And they can get to know. Elliot without necessarily having to talk to you every day like that whole concept in my opinion changes anything and so like that leading with humor that just humanizes people it makes them vulnerable it makes it lets them know hey I'm a human being as well and I want to help you like to me I think that's magic it's true Adam you know 80 percent 90 percent I think it's even 95 percent of people are of the ilk that they want to enjoy other people but you've got the techies out there that and I don't mean techies being millennials. I mean, yeah. to them, the numbers are everything. Um, if the numbers are everything, then you're going to win by the numbers and you're going to die by the numbers mm-hmm. because you can't be number one in all the numbers all the time. It's not mm-hmm. physically possible to do that. But if they know that you're watching them and you're caretaking for them, you're caretaking for their family wealth and you're caretaking for their emotional well-being, mm-hmm. boy, they will give you the benefit of the doubt on almost every opportunity because they know you're there and you're taking care of yourself and taking care of them and always putting them first. Hmm. Another part that you wrote about was um, giving back to communities. And uh, you already mentioned that you're uh, obviously the business side of things, but that you're also very community driven and also lead with the charity and you also um, run a charity. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, so even before we started a, a brighter day and it's a brighter day.info, mm-hmm. uh, before we began that, I was president of the Boys and Girls Club where we raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for wow. boys and girls. Before that, I was, during that period, I was president of a synagogue. I've been on a board for some major national charities. I've always been involved with youth and teen charities. I believe in them. I think there are enough adult charities out there with people that handle that. There are never yeah. enough adults helping teens and kids. And so I've been doing that. It just turned out that we started the charity um, in 2015, again, after my son took his life, because we felt that thousands, maybe millions of parents are in the dark of knowing what their children are doing, not with not with drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. but kids that are mainstream and normal and play sports and listen to music, but yeah. they're taking time bombs. So now here we are a few years later, and we've touched 2,500 plus teens with our wow. resources. The resources for teens are completely free. We fundraise separately. We have parents that call me almost weekly and say, can you help me? Can you give me a reference? Can you send mm-hmm. me to a doctor? Can you... I don't know what to do. And it's true because if something, if your son came to you, your daughter came to you and said, help, mm-hmm. you would take action. But what if they're not coming to you? And those are the parents and the families that we're touching. Amazing. And uh, how, how do people get involved? Like you mentioned that there's a website and like, how do, how do people get involved? It's great. A brighter day dot info. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are looking to take this charity national. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really in Northern California more than anywhere else charity. 
Uh, and we need people around the country that can make a difference and help take us national and know how to take charities national. Um, we're doing a big gala on Sunday. Uh, it's a fundraising gala. We'll do more next year. And we run teen talent showcases, which is a virtual event for teens where on our last event, we had more than 14,000 teen eyes Wow! It's on YouTube. And that's fabulous. So imagine we're touching people with our resources. They're free, uh, all about stress and depression and stopping suicide. So we're doing something. We're having an impact. And every day we wake up and we say, how can we have a greater impact? Amazing. And uh, love bringing mission-based um, individuals on the line really to share why they do what they do. And you're not only just, you know, talking about it, but you're making real impact. And I know that's not easy to do and it's not easy to run a charity and to take it national and all these things you're doing. So, I mean, obviously amazing work there. Um, tell us more about Prosperity Financial Group. So tell us a little bit more about the firm. Great. We're a fairly good sized firm between Prosperity Financial Group and the other company we own, Prosperity Wealth Management. We're almost just shy of three quarters of a billion dollars in assets uh, at, in total. 60% uh, of our clients are entrepreneurs, meaning they own companies or they've owned companies. We speak the entrepreneurial language. Most of us have owned a business in the past. I've owned several now. Hmm. And so we know the, the, the trials and tribulations that entrepreneurs go through. It's unique to them. It's very yeah. different than an employee of A&T for 30 years. Uh, so we, we, we work on that. 40% of people have, have not done that, uh, but they get what we're doing. And we cater to these people on emotional, financial well-being, behavioral finance. That's the key here, as well as core competencies. Uh, and then everybody here is well-trained, very well-trained on the complete financial planning package. But again, more importantly, if you're just doing financial planning and you're just doing investment management, you're commoditizing your business. If you're doing emotional well-being and behavioral finance, mm -hmm. you truly care about the client more than you do, then you're creating value for yourself and your team. And that's what we do every day. Are there any particular um, types of clients that you work with more than others, like niches or otherwise, just to give us a feel for your practice? Because overall, uh, of course, I want we're, we'll put the in the show notes, we're going to put links and things like that. But I want to make sure that the right types of uh, individuals or businesses or organizations do follow up. So the most important factor for uh, if you're an entrepreneur uh, and you've got a 401k or you've got your personal investments, those are about 60% of our clients right there. We manage over $100 million just of 401ks out there, 401k money. Uh, but the majority of our clients, what, they, what they're looking for is they're looking for a professional they can trust. There's yeah. that word trust again. They say, I want to be in capable hands. I want to trust these people. I know they care about my money. They make... Uh, information available to me every single day, all the time. We're working on uh, an app for the telephone that'll come out early next year. Wow. So you'll be for the cell phone rather. So you'll be able to get emails from us, and we email out to our clients about mm -hmm. twenty-six to fifty times a year of what's going on in the market, what's mm -hmm. going on with accounts, changes we're making. We tweak portfolios as needed. We don't have any set models that are in concrete. We work with them mm -hmm. every day. Because the world is changing. 2021 was different than 2020. And that couldn't have been more different than 2019. Yeah. So if we are both strategic, but everybody's strategic, the differences were tactical as well. So we're looking at what's happening right now. Every market, what's happening in the value market of banks and energy. We're looking at what's happening in a growth market of technology and science and all the scientific breakthroughs that are mm -hmm. happening. Uh, we're looking at large companies, small companies, what's going on in Europe, 
We're avoiding everything that is in China right now because we're scared to death for our clients okay. that China is a blow up model. So we're just not being indiscriminate uh, about what we do. So what, uh, switching gears a bit, um, what inspired the podcast? So t- tell me, everybody watching this knows I love talking about podcasting. So what inspired you to launch a podcast? Right. So slightly before the COVID world of March 2021 or March 2020, we decided that we wanted to expand dramatically a marketing department here. Uh, and we did. We did it before COVID hit. Yeah. And we knew that people are getting into the podcast world like you. You're very successful. We knew that's a way to go, a way to reach people. We're on all the major sites. Uh, Meet the expert with Elliot Callen. It's great. Uh, we've done now, I think, 25 shows. Um, and it's about reaching people where they are. Adam, you do a fabulous job of reaching people where they are. We think that market is in the infancy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing newsletters. We're doing social media. We're doing LinkedIn. We're doing podcasts. We're doing everything that we could think of doing all the time. It's a great phrase uh, and that we ask each other all the time. Are you doing everything that you could be doing all the time? So, so I have a very unfair question for you, but I asked all my podcasters it, and you weren't prepped for this. And uh, it's kind of a mean question, but I like asking it. So um, you've done 25 episodes. I believe you said a little over 25. Um, What's one of your favorite episodes? It's kind of like telling a podcaster, choose between all your kids. Like, which one do you like best? Because I know the emotion and connection to putting out content and like what it takes. What's one of your favorite episodes you put out? So it's funny, the the ones that have been most listened to, eight, 10,000 people are not my favorites, uh, but they're people's favorites. So what do I know? But my favorite is about wine because I have a thousand bottles of wine in a (laughs) terrific looking wine room at home that I built as kind of my pride and joy. You know, my wife can't kick me out there and say, go sleep in the wine room because that would be magic for me. Uh, but it's about wine. We interviewed uh, John Charles Boisson, the owner of uh, JCB Wine, of Raymond Winery, of uh, Buena Vista. He's the most colorful, charismatic wine person you could think of. I had a great time doing it. He had a great time doing it. Um, and it was very uh, self-aggrandizing for him and self-aggrandizing for me. <laughs> because I love wine and it's one of my passions and I have three great passions, which is food and wine and travel. Yeah. Uh, uh, we put we incorporate food and wine and travel in what we do on a regular basis. Amazing. Um, so that being said, what next question? What kind of content can people that tune? Well, first off, name of the podcast, please. We're going to put this, of course, in the show notes as well. But um, what kind of content can uh, people expect when they tune in? It's called Meet the Expert. So they can go to any of the major podcast centers to meet the expert with Elliot Callen. And I know you'll put that in there. And it's on our website as well uh, under podcast. But they're going to see two thirds of those are business type podcasts. What's happening in the market. We're going to bring experts on from the industry. Some people you'll recognize they're on CNBC and Fox Business and so forth. They're going to be on our show. And then we're going to be business, bring bring in business experts as well, uh, such as wine such as consulting, such as how to take your social security out properly and Medicare and how to, what do I need to think about when in, in retirement from my health issues? Cause people spend over 80% of their healthcare costs will happen in the last two years of their life. Uh, how do you avoid that? What do you do? Uh, how do I not be just part of the sandwich generation? Yeah. Which is a problem out there. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to continue doing that for both entrepreneurs for our clients that are it's so important for and for CEOs. 
So as, as a content creator, and obviously, I, and actually when I refer to you as a content creator, I'll say multifaceted. So obviously you're doing books, podcasting, traditional marketing. I mean, you name it, you're pretty much doing it. And then you're, and then also on the business side for um, Prosperity Financial Group, um, I mean, you obviously have the other side that's charity driven, um, really community oriented. And even in the overall practice um, and just the way you talk, I can tell it's different. So you're talking about things like behavioral finance and meeting a client where they're at, like that's unique. So I would consider you 100% an innovator in the, in that financial services space or just in, you know, helping people space in general. Um, for people out there that are watching this and maybe they're in industries, it could, it doesn't have to be finance, but I would argue that finance is typically considered a little bit more of a, of a um, traditional industry where maybe we don't, they don't look at themselves as content creators and they think it has to be done a certain way. You've broken out of the box. I mean, I can see that with your brand. I can see it with your model. I mean, every step of the way. What kind of advice would you give to maybe some others that are that are out there watching this in terms of like breaking out of the box and just being themselves and getting their message out there? First of all, Adam, thank you for the nice compliments. That's a very nice thing what you said there too. Uh, I think the, the difference is don't allow yourself to be commoditized. Yeah. It's a very boring world out there. Um, <laughs> it, it just is. And you can become boring very quickly within that world. Totally. Yeah. So look at what's happening where the most successful people are being successful. It's rarely done the same way as everybody else. Um, we call that disruptors, but not everybody can be a disruptor. Uh, innovation means how do I think differently than the people down the street? Uh, mm -hmm. If I'm working in my yard, how do I bring in greenery and flowers that are not just the same as my neighbor? Or do I look this ho-hum the same as my White House or Beige House as everybody else? Well, I don't want to have a beige business either. I want, yeah. I want to be different. So, you know, I, I remembered I in my 20s when I did a walk on fire with Anthony Robbins out there, which so many people have done. I remember in the middle, it was about one or two in the morning. And he said, what, what is your greatest fear? And try to think of the fire that you're walking on these hot coals as that fear. And if you can overcome that, you can overcome anything. And my greatest fear in those days was fear of mediocrity. You know, let me be first or let me be last, but please don't let me be the middle of the pack. Uh, and then, so that's how I run my business. Don't let me be the same as everybody else. Don't let me be beige. You know, let me be bright and, and exciting and, and innovative and charismatic and funny and self-deprecating and, and don't be afraid to fail because, you know, we fail here every day. And sometimes yeah. with my staff, I start my day with apology, apologizing. Uh, so let me ask for forgiveness for what I might say today. It's kind of how I run my marriage. I don't run my marriage. It's kind of how my marriage works too, is yeah. there's rarely a week that I don't apologize for something. Uh, <laughs> but at least we do things that most people don't do. I, I see a book title here, No Beige Businesses. I'm in, Elliot. That's a good one. <laughs> 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 got to have some life, got to have some flavor. And, uh, and I like it because you're, you're living what you're, what you're talking about and it's, and it's very obvious. So it's, it's awesome. Um, so that being said, Elliot, first off, great having you on the show. If somebody's watching this and they want to follow up, they want to learn more about, um, prosperity financial group or your charity or connect with the podcast just overall, like, like what are some of the best ways for people to get in touch and to connect? Absolutely. Prosperityfinancialgroup.com is the easiest way to do it. It's a simple, uh, simple to remember. And you hit the tab that says podcast, you'll get 25 shows right there, uh, which is great. Uh, for the charity, it's A 
brighterday.info. Yeah. We'd love to have you. And for me, I'm Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T at prosperityfinancialgroup.com. Send me a, 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 an email very easily. Give me a call. It's on the phone numbers on the website. Cell phone. It's 24-7. I never shut my phone off. Uh, it doesn't uh, help two o'clock calls, but we feel we're a concierge service that mm -hmm. needs to be there for our clients. I think I've gotten uh, two calls in the last two years in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And most of those were calls of worry and fear and what's happening and, yeah. you know, uh, with the world. And it's okay. Sometimes you need to talk people off the ledge. Perfect. Um, well, Elliot, again, awesome having you on the show. And, uh, and, oh, and everybody, you also pick up Elliot's book. Let's not forget that. So that'll be that'll be in the show notes as well. So you can just click on it and uh, and pick up a copy and read the rest of, uh, of Elliot's writing. And uh, for the new viewers or listeners, wherever you're consuming this content, um, we, we what we do here is we bring on mission-based entrepreneurs, experts, and executives and have them share why they do what they do, what wakes them up in the morning, what's their passion. So if you're interested in that, kind of thing, then uh, hit that subscribe button. We definitely want you to be a return listener and visitor. And uh, Elliot, again, congrats on being published. It was an honor to get your, your word out there and to get some of your values out there and writing in our book series. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Adam, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed this and I look forward to working with you for years and years to come.